All right, folks, here we are. It is Tuesday. Man, <laughs> Tuesday the 26th of January. Uh, it is less than 60 days to spring. Uh, the weather will change. There's an old saying in Western Pennsylvania, usually say, you know, wait 15 minutes and the weather will change. So it, it has been kind of crazy here. They predicted some chance of freezing rain last night and fortunately it stayed above 35 degrees and we didn't get any freezing rain here where I'm at. Uh, good to see you today. This is Tom Young here. Uh, we're here for Money Ships, which is the podcast, uh, the audio version of this Facebook Live. And uh, we're going to talk today about visualization. We're going to talk about what's a dream book. A dream book? What is that? You know, we're talking about working on exercising our thinking muscle, growing our business. What is your business? You have a financial business. You trade time for money, you bring it home. You must learn how to manage your household finances just like a business. Therefore, in the title of my new book, The Family Money Farm, what do you grow on the farm? We grow money trees. The CFO project is the important ingredient. We'll talk a little bit about that. We're gonna talk about dreams and goals today, and we're gonna talk about visualization. This is so important in the way that we see things and how they come into being. As we start every day on here, we wanna offer our heartfelt prayers, out there for everybody that has been affected by COVID in some way. And, and I truly believe that that is a worldwide experience now, that, that it just happens everywhere. We will get this behind us. I know in the newspaper this morning, I'm in the state of Pennsylvania, and they said the numbers this week went down by 23% versus last week. So it is, it appears to be declining. Isn't it amazing? Maybe that's what it's gonna be going forward into the future. We wanna offer our prayers for everybody. We wanna offer our prayers for everybody that has lost a loved one. And we also offer our prayers for the loved ones that have been lost, that the Lord would open his arms and take them into his kingdom. Between now and that time for you and I, we all get to die at least once in a lifetime. I'm not afraid of dying. I just don't want to be there when it happens. Ha ha. So as we talk about the blueprint, the rules of the financial world and how they make money and profit, I was listening to an audio the other day and it was really... <laughs> It was unique because if you think about it, if you don't understand the Federal Reserve, now what is the Federal Reserve? It is the central banking system in America. It came into being right around 1913, somewhere in that range. And it was a large group of so-called super wealthy people got together and formed a group. I refer to it as the banking cartel, which I believe fits it better than anything else. 
And the center of that is the Rothschilds. The Rothschilds are from Europe. They are the original family of banking in Europe. And I believe, my opinion, I've done some research for my book, The Family Money Farm, The CFO Project, right here. There's some information in there about the Rothschilds. On one side of the conspiracy theory, it is believed they're worth 50 plus trillion dollars. On the other side, comparatively, they're broke. I, I don't know. I don't know how to equate that. But everything I read leads me to believe it's more towards the mega, mega, mega rich side in controlling the money. How could they be that rich and make that much money? Well, let me explain it to you. Imagine if you or I had a printing press and we were authorized by the federal government to print money. Now we print money out of nothing because there is no gold backing the money, there aren't assets backing the money, we just print money. And then we loan it to the federal government, we loan it out through our member banks, and everybody pays us interest. Whoa. Well, you mean I have to pay you interest on money that you printed out of nothing? You, you put it out into the marketplace and loaned it to me in some capacity or loaned it to the federal government and you now expect us to pay you interest on money that was created out of nothing. In America and around the world, this process, fractional banking, typically works by you put a dollar in the bank, you deposit money into the bank. You think that's a deposit, but you really made a loan. And the bank has no governing restrictions or oversight on what they do with your money when they get it. Because they're basically, they're going to loan it out to somebody else. And when they loan it out, whoever they loaned it out to has to come up with collateral. Every loan is touched and attached to collateral of some kind. So when I think of that, now the bank has access to my collateral, whether it's my home, my automobile, uh, my vacation home, my second home, my $40,000 boat that I might have bought, whatever. I have to put up collateral to get this money. And then the bank, being a member of the Federal Reserve, takes those assets, goes to the Federal Reserve window, and they are now able to turn that asset into cash again to the tune on average of 95%. There's a 5% reserve on average, could be a little more, could be a little less. So I can get 95 cents back at a quarter of 1% interest from the Federal Reserve. Now, where did the Federal Reserve get their money? They printed it from nothing. 
So they take my asset as collateral, they give me 95% of that value, which I loan out in a second loan. Each loan has collateral. I acquired collateral for the second loan, and that collateral I go back to the Federal Reserve window, and I put up that collateral as part of my bank, and the feds loan me more money. At a quarter percent interest. So you get the idea? On average, they create $7 for every dollar you deposit in the banking system. Some way, some shape or form. And they loan it out to other people multiplied through this Federal Reserve window, this concept known as fractional banking. So who wouldn't want to be the central banking system where we can actually print up some money, put it out into the system that didn't cost us anything beyond the cost to print it. And people now pay us interest for using our money that has no value. It does not have any assets backing that dollar like it was prior to 1972 when we were on the gold standard. There's some real conspiracy theories around. And I'm not going to go there today, but do your own research. There's a book called The Creature of Jekyll Island. Jekyll Island is a resort island off the coast of Georgia. And there was a meeting there in about 1912, 1913, where all of these rich people from around the world came there to meet and discuss the development and creation of the central banking system in America that became known as the Federal Reserve. There is nothing federal about it. There is no government oversight to the Federal Reserve. They are part of an international global conglomerate. And they print money and then loan it out and make interest on the money. They make cash flow on the interest on the money. Whether they're charging 1%, 2%, 3%, 5%, whatever they're charging for interest, that's how that system works. Now, all of that being said, maybe that helps you to understand why on the financial world side of this table we're sitting at, their four rules are very simple. I want all your money, I want more ongoing, I want to keep it forever, I want to give back as little as possible, which allows me, the financial firm, I'm, I'm the financial firm, allows them to maximize their profit-making ability. What you and I have to learn is how to take that table and spin it around and apply similar rules to your side of the equation. And, and one of the things that's there is ultimately, ultimately getting to the CFO project level of what we're doing. 
So the CFO project, the chief financial officer, I don't know what your background is, your college education, if any is, whatever, but you are the CFO at home of your household, of your life. And we all trade time for money in some capacity because we need to eat, sleep, have transportation and all of those things we have to take care of and pay for. Interesting. So now when I look at this CFO project, you, you just got a new job with XYZ Corporation. They hired you as the CFO of that company. And if you're not sure what I'm talking about, you know, go to the dictionary, go to the, uh, the internet and, and do a search. What does the chief financial officer do? Because that's your position at home. I don't care what you do for a living. You are still the CFO at home. And in that comes the responsibility of building wealth for the future. When we're younger, you can look at our lives as human capital. You know, if I'm 25 years old or I'm 30 or 35 years old, my human capital balance sheet is big. I have a lot of human capital. Those That represents the number of years that I have to work until I reach a point in time where I'm not physically able to work or I have accumulated and amassed enough passive residual income equal to or greater than my lifestyle expenses and I have investments generating income that is now equal to or greater than my lifestyle cost. That gives me the freedom to decide not to go to work. I don't have to trade time for money any longer because I have assets and savings that are generating income to me that is equal to or greater than all of my monthly lifestyle expenses. So if we're approaching this in the traditional way, it's about no debt, saving money, and having a business of some kind or, or an investment of some kind that generates the income that I need to live on. Typical planning today, the advice is Put all you can in your 401k and pile up all this money and hopefully someday you'll have enough. You'd be able to retire and either live off the earnings of the money at that time or spend it down and you have enough money that even spending it down, you'll have income throughout your lifestyle with adjustments for inflation. It, it is so amazing to me, the people that I meet that have accumulated money, in their mind, they are rich. 
I've got 700,000. I've got a million five. I, I, whatever I've got accumulated. But the challenge really is replacing my income. Because almost everybody that I have met in some way with adjustments for inflation, they're going to run out of money somewhere between 70 and 80. Well, how do I overcome that, Tom? Well, you have to do one of four things. Number one, you have to make more interest on your money. Number two, you have to save more money. Number three, you have to work longer. And number four, you have to reduce your lifestyle to fit what you've saved and accumulated. But here's the kicker question. How much do I have to accumulate? How much capital do I have to have? I need a number. Typical financial planning, you need to give them a number. You know, you're 52 years old or 58 years old and you're starting to get serious about thinking about retirement. And the financial planner says, okay, Mr. Jones, what is the monthly income that you need at age 65 or age 67 or whenever it is that when that magic date for retirement, how much income are you going to need? Don't know. It's an unknown number. And even if you came up with a number today, it would be based on a lot of assumptions. And I don't know about you, but that word assume, if you break it apart, it makes an ass out of you and me. That's what it does. So having assumptions that are basically unfounded because they're not provable. That's why the only way and the only journey to retirement is saving money, 20% or more of your annual income, accumulating capital equal to half your annual income so you never have to run credit card balances or consumer debt, which causes leakage. It causes you to lose literally hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. Number three is no consumer debt. And if you have debt, you own it. I just bought a car. Well, I, well it, it wasn't yesterday. It's actually two years old now since I bought it. And I wrote a check and paid for it. I got the money out of my banking system, which is held by an insurance company in a whole life dividend paying life insurance policy. And I made a loan from the insurance company. My policy was used as collateral. So my cash value still grows. I still earn dividends, even though I have a loan with the insurance company. And I'm paying it back. I pay payments every month on that loan, just as if I had a loan at the bank. But when I make that payment, I basically pay me. And then my wife, writes a check to the insurance company to pay down on the loan over there. But there is no mandatory payments. There's no required payments. 
So I'm in control. And the reason that that is so important is because so much of our lives change. It's like the pandemic came along. How are you doing? I hope and pray you're doing well. But I think a lot of people have gotten hurt because of the pandemic. Because number one, they weren't prepared. They didn't have resources or reserves that were there to help them get through what they were going through. So that brings me to what I said in the beginning. And and for the next couple of days, we're going to talk about the dream book. Now, what is the dream book? Now, the dream book comes from that list of 100 things, places you want to go, things you want to acquire, dreams that you have into the future. And the dream book, you take all of those things that you wrote down and you get some magazines and you start cutting out words and pictures and descriptions of that dream and you create a notebook, a dream book, and pictures that help you with visualization. I'm going to cut it off there for today. I'll be back tomorrow at noon. We'll talk more about the dream book and how all of this ties together to achieve maximum financial success in your life. These are the ingredients, folks. This is what it takes. Get my new book, The Family Money Farm, The CFO Project. Here it is. Get it at Amazon, Barnes & Noble. You can get it at my site. You can go to cfo-project.com up here. See it there? cfo-project.com. Put in your name and email address and you'll get an email, a link, that will allow you to download a complete copy of my new book, The Family Money Farm. When you do that, another page will open up And I will recommend that you begin investing in yourself. It will pay rewards beyond your expectation. God bless. We'll see you here tomorrow. Sorry I was kind of late today, but I was tied up in an appointment. God bless. Yeah. <laughs>